Click, click, boom. What's going on, Faithfuls? And nothing but Niners crew is back. And we are here to bring you guys our 15th consecutive episode of the More Med More Midnight Madness. Yes. I almost messed it up. I almost messed it the up. The madness. Yeah, man. So, Brian, how's it going with you? What's going on? How are you today? You know, another hot day here in Central Oregon. They just outlawed fireworks, basically, unless you're a professional putting on a show. So they just had all... All the tents got cleared to start selling fireworks, and now fireworks are no longer. I mean, I know there's still people are going to do it, but there's like a seven hundred and fifty dollar fine if you get found using them. And I'm, you know, so I'm like, we're just not buying fireworks. Mm. This place is a tinderbox right now; it's ready to go up. Yeah. I mean, Weed, California, which is just over the border, um, they got a huge fire that shut down the highway that goes from well, one of the highways that goes from California into well into Oregon, but Central Oregon it's the only one. Um, so yeah, we're dealing with that. It's fun. We got another day of it, and then it'll start cooling off. People's got people have to be careful with the grass outside and all. Oh that. yeah, you guys yeah. have rain rain in the forecast. I'm assuming. Nope. Oh, I thought that's why you said it was going to cool off. All right, that's no. Cool. It's just the 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 heat wave that we've got. The over 100 temperatures are not typically normal for up here, mm -hmm. uh, just because of elevation. It feels a lot hotter because of your proximity to the sun, but you know that even that couple thousand feet from sea level is a, makes a hell of a difference. You know, between if I go outside and I walk in the sun and walk in the shade, it's a twenty degree difference regardless right. of what the temperature is outside. And wow. so, uh, you know, it's just uh, fortunately after tomorrow's the last hot day, and then it's supposed to—I mean, it's still going to be in the nineties, but it's cooling down. And the temperatures at night tonight's supposed to be like seventy-eight. That's good. No, it's still hot. I mean, for me, I can't sleep like that, so I got to have the AC and everything running, but. Um, but then it's supposed to go back into like the high fifties or low sixties, uh, when the temperature starts dropping after tomorrow. So that'll be, so that would be good. When you guys go to sleep, you crank up the air conditioners. So that way the house's temperature is as low as possible. We, yeah. We open the windows normally, but on like tonight where it's going to be 78, that's not going to cool the house off for tomorrow. So we'll be running right. AC all night long tonight. Okay. All right. Let's get to the show, man. On Twitter today. Uh, I've got. It's almost like a good, bad, and ugly. Yeah. And okay. so uh, let's start. <laughs> <laughs> let's start with the good first. Let me, if I can find it, what did I do with them? Don't tell me I didn't upload them. Oh, here they are. Okay. I was going to say. All right. So let's start with the good. Frank Gore tweeted something out today. He says, <laughs> real excited about this one. This offseason, I partner with Foco Bobbles to create my own bobblehead. Shop now at foco.com all right now the reason this made our show is because frank gore is a 49ers legend right obviously Absolutely. but he also chose to make his bobblehead with the 49ers there you go you can see it a little bit better there i yeah. zoomed in on it um i you know people are constantly asking this should the niners give him a one-year deal just to you know have him retire as a niner it's getting harder and harder for me to keep saying no to this question, Brian. Um, one, are you interested in the bobblehead? I will not be buying a bobblehead, no. So you're not a bobblehead collector? No. But when you attend the games and they give them to you, what do you do with them? Um, I've never been given one. I never went on a bobblehead day. Oh, okay. All right. But if well, they did, I'd just give it to my kid or give it to somebody else's kid. I was not a fan. Really? Interesting. I mean, it's a good way to get them. Uh, when I've gone to a couple of games, I saw people like kind of giving them out because they didn't have, um, you know, like they were from opposing teams that were visiting at the, okay. at the time. You know what I'm saying? So that right. was there. 
Uh, and I saw people like, here, I'm not a, you know, I'm here to see the Rams or whoever. I'm here for the Steelers. So here you go. You can have the door. Because they just give them out at the door. They don't ask you if you want it or not. They just right. hand them to you as they scan your tickets. So, so that was the good. Uh, let's post this one here for the bad. And the reason I'm saying that is because of what I anticipate the answer to be. Uh, Chuck Thibodeau says, uh, what needs to happen for this season to be considered a success for the 49ers? Um, they need to win. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's a, it's a ring. Every year it's a ring. All right. but I, I, mean, I don't know that I would say that if they don't get the ring, they weren't successful. I just, that's my expectation. Uh, making the playoffs would make them the season successful as far as I'm concerned. Um, I thought the answer was going to be they have to stay healthy because everything else will take care of itself. You know what? And that's why I have this in the bad. I mean, that is part of that. Yes. I mean, and and then if we see Trey, you know, that could be potentially a good thing too. Yeah. Just depending on, you know, how he plays, but we won't know until we see it. And now it's time for the ugly. I was going to elaborate on the last (laughs) one, but we're over the five minutes already. So here's the ugly. Uh, This is something that I saw on Twitter but they screenshotted this from Facebook. Storylines uh, defining the yeah exactly. Let me get to it. Storylines <laughs> defining the NFL in twenty twenty one. Well, your they banner's in the way of it. Sean so. Watson. They talk about Aaron Rodgers with the Packers. Uh, can Tampa go back to back? Uh, how good will Trevor Lawrence be? And then the very last question, and I will remove the banner so you can see it. <laughs> at what point will Jordan Love start for the 49ers? It it is a. Uh... Is uh, um, it's a picture of Trey Lance. Is Cone a part of this team? <laughs> I mean, like seriously, what the hell is it? How this do is you like Grant Cone reporting right here? How do you whiff on this? I don't know. How do you whiff on something like this? <laughs> I have no idea. You you had to make a graphic that said that, right? With the picture, right? Is it, what what do we not know? <laughs> oh my god oh my god no we I won't trade you aaron Rodgers, but we'll trade you jordan love like, right <laughs> right so i thought that was the ugly um and i'm not even gonna respond to it other than sharing it with you guys oh so, come on dom king <laughs> let's go ahead and get to the questions uh dan albright start oh, that's not the question sorry here we go uh, mike who is the most underrated starter on the team right now on either offense or defense or offense either one and uh, I said this, and I'm going to stand by it. I'm going to say my man Jimmy Ward is the most underrated player on this team. I just feel like that he doesn't get the just uh, he deserves because of his lack of interceptions and, you know, the creating of the turnovers and all. I really think that's a problem uh, with the fans. They're watching box scores as opposed to just what he brings to the field. I'm going sure. to stick with Jimmy Ward there. And the next question is for you, but it's basically the same thing. Brian, who you – who is your most underrated player after the Steve Young era on the 49ers? So we changed it up a little bit. So you don't have current. to choose just from this roster. Um, whew, there's so many. Um, post Steve Young. I mean, the majority of their career was post Steve Young. Yeah, so probably um, either like J.J. Stokes or Garrison Hurst probably. I like it. I like it. I well, I know Merton Hanks was there, so never mind. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I like that answer. Uh, yeah. Here we go. DJ Malone says, what are the ugliest uniforms 
slash jerseys in sports. He didn't specify the NFL, so let's start there. Um, because my answer was going to be the Seahawks. Like, I hate that lime green and blue. <laughs> uh, and I tried to convince myself that it wasn't that bad looking, but I just I, – I can't say it with a straight face. It's, it's terrible. Um, but if I had to think of all sports – I'll be honest with you. I don't like when the NBA like just changes up colors. Like I, I don't get it. I've seen teams that their colors are normally, you know, red and blue, and they're wearing black with hot pink. Like I, I don't get what the NBA does. Like they let Miami wear like six different jerseys in a year. I don't understand. So I'm just gonna say like a lot of NBA jerseys are the ugliest ones. I, you know, cool. I can't, I can't pick one team individually, but it's bad all the way around. Um, I, my initial thought was I didn't finish reading the question, so it was ugly. I was thinking 49ers, but um, for me, um, I'll stick with that thought process just to be a little different, and uh, I'll go with the – it was the late 90s, early 2000s, I think, when they went, like, with all the colors. It was the, – the numbers were, like, gold, red, black with a, you know, white outline, and it was, like – there was just too much going on. I like the more simplistic versions. You know, like we had last year, or, you know, even with the – what is it? The, the shadowing they put around the letters or yeah. the numbers, excuse me. Um, that, that looked good to me. I mean, you could go with just the plain white and red like they have before, you know. Um, but the, I, to me, the ugliest ones for the 49ers were when they just all out put all the colors on there. It just seemed like they were pushing too much. Yeah. Have you guys ever had beef Wellington before? My answer is no. So I'm going to ask you now. Have you ever had it? Yes. And actually, my wife supervised my 14-year-old. Well, he was 13 when he did it. 13-year-old making it. It took like all day. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. Now explain to us the intricacies. I uh, wasn't in the kitchen, man. <laughs> well, what's, just, what's what's the big deal about beef Wellington? I I think it's just the process that it takes to make it. Oh, I got you. Okay, all right. And uh, what was it like? Uh, was I remember it? it being pretty good because we were all like, "Joe, you did a great job." <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, what are some of the game day snacks you guys eat when our Niners are playing? And um, I'll, I'll I'll go first here. Uh, everyone knows that I stick to uh, my um, my wings. I have to get it's like a game day ritual. The, my game day ritual is going to be the uh, the wings. That, that's my snack uh, all day for games. Yeah, um, I don't have a set snack. It's usually some sort of uh, chips or nachos or something, maybe. Um, but it depends on the game. Sometimes my gut gets too nervous. I just don't eat. I won't eat for three hours watching a football game. Wow. I, ha I have to because I like I start pacing and stuff if I don't get up and do something. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I have to I have to get up and walk around and replenishing beverages or or and things like that. It's just like my way of coping, I guess. Like I spend three hours yelling at the TV. <laughs> in there. How did in, you miss that? <laughs> right. Both to the refs and the players. Yeah. All right. Uh, good question so far. Let's keep this thing moving. Milo jumps in and says, do we have a wide receiver with similar speed to Tyreek Hill and Ruggs, et cetera? From what I see, we don't, and I think we really should. Anyone we can try and get? Um, I mean, when I look at free agency, no, to answer the first part, I don't think we have anybody that can match Tyreek Hill's speed. We might have players who run the same 40 time or similar, or you know, but I don't think that their game speed – is necessarily the same and to those two players that you that you called out um but when you look at who's available 
on the on the free agency market right now. I mean, Marquise Goodwin's out there. He's not. He's with the team. I thought we just got fined because he was a free agent. I thought we did get we got drafted. we got fined a draft pick, but he signed with uh, Chicago. I think he's a Bear. I think you're right. I, that does sound familiar now that you say that. But I think the only player who's got that could be considered a speedster in that bracket, and I don't even know if you could call him that anymore, would be Tavon Austin. And he's probably the, and he was on his roster before. So I mean, that's somebody you could bring back, I guess. But um, really, I mean, when you look at who's available on the free agent market, there's just not a lot. Yeah, you're right. Very good answer. Very good answer there. Um, I don't think or so he, he he worded this question well which makes it hard for me to give an answer. Uh, well, the answer is no with that kind of speed. Unfortunately, uh, he said wide receiver. He specified wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Had he not done that, the answer easily would have been Marquise. Nope. He's faster than yeah. those guys, but he won't get the uh, – he's not a – he's not a – I mean, not Marquise Goodwin, uh, Raheem Mostert. Mostert, yeah. That's why I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Miss Ryan, Debbie says um, – the Bay Area had a, did a little rocking and rolling this afternoon with a 4.6 earthquake, which is small for us. Have you guys ever experienced being in an earthquake? If so, when and where? Um, yes, multiple. I've been uh, in uh, the mid-90s in Southern California and then in the late 90s in Okinawa, Japan. We had some that caused tsunamis. They're pretty big. Oh, okay. Um, so... My wife is signaling me that apparently I've experienced an earthquake. I don't remember uh, what she's talking about. I were we were we at home? Oh, that's when I was working with Cooper. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say okay. So the one that I do remember uh, experiencing, and I'm doing air quotes. Uh, I was working for a pest control company, and I went to a lady's house to provide an estimate. And uh, I remember knocking on the door. And nobody was there. And we, we confirmed the appointment. Uh, no, I didn't get an answer. I can't say nobody was there. I, I couldn't get an answer at the door. And so what I ended up doing was uh, I was like walking around. Sometimes people go to the backyard and stuff like that, you know. And I look in through the I get to the backyard. It's fenced in so I don't go. And I yell, hello, anybody here? I go back to the front door and I see feet pointing up. So it's someone laying on their back from around the corner. And so I ended up uh, calling the office. They called the police. I had, uh, I don't remember if I had to stay there until the police came or whatever, but it was weird. But I left. And then when I get back to work, everyone's like, did you feel the earthquake? Did you feel? I'm like, no, I was looking at what I thought was a dead lady. So I, I didn't even like notice it because I'm running around the house like a madman. So that was the one earthquake I remember happening here in Jersey. It doesn't happen often. Um, and so that was the one that I can remember um air cool experiencing all right uh, here's another question always faithful says if Jamico ryan shines this year for the 49ers then who wins in comparison robert sala versus Jamico ryan's i mean it's hard to judge after one season i mean if you wanted to compare robert like his first year versus D'Amico's first year and D'Amico shines, then, I mean, I guess probably D'Amico wins. Because if you remember, a lot of people were calling for Salah's head. Year one and year two, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was one of those people. I went back and forth on a lot of it. uh, And then he finally got his pass rushers, and all of a sudden the defense really came came in and kind of took its own form, you know? Right. Um, 
And so, yeah, I think what you're saying is right. The only fair, and this is as fair as it could be, is comparing their first years. But even then, it's not fair because Robert Sala and the rest of the staff went out and got the pass rushers that they needed to make the defense successful. So uh, right. it's not going to be a fair way to compare it. So, you know. Oh, and, oh, wait, he did say, and I'm talking about the 2019 season. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah, there's still not a good way and fair way to compare it, but it is what it is. All right, Melissa, this question is for you. I guess they <laughs> knew you were going to be in the room. I'm going to turn up the microphone. You have to speak nice and loud here. Uh, sorry if I get louder, guys. I'm turning it up so you can hear my wife. All right. Uh, I wasn't this, there. I didn't do it. This question is from DJ Malone. Melissa, in the time that you've known Mike, has he always had dreads? So let's start there. No. No. Okay. Uh, do you think he'd look good with cornrows? Cornrows? Yes. You do? Wow. Uh, all right, that's it for you. So I didn't start growing my dreads until last year. It hasn't even been two years yet. It's been, yeah, it's been almost two years. So this is a very, very new look to me. Uh, I kept my hair clean cut and short for ever. <laughs> I was never a, a long hair guy. So uh, and I don't think I would look good. I know you didn't ask me. I don't think I would look good with cornrows because I have a very big, odd-shaped head. And all that would do would highlight my scalp or the skull, and it wouldn't be good. Um, who do you guys think looks cooler, Django Fett or Bob Fett? Bob, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. I'm going to go with Boba. I don't know who the hell we're talking about. Star Wars, man. I don't, I've never seen, all right, never mind. I'm not doing this to myself oh on my tonight's God, show. What are you, don't open uh, that <laughs> uh, His next question is, does Green Bay pack fudge? First of all, I don't judge anyone's lifestyle and what they do. Um, <laughs> That's as, far, as far as the Green Bay Packers, they, they can go somewhere else off a cliff, yeah. Pack it up, huh? Uh, how do more school and Wilson – affect the 53-man roster when it comes to roster cuts after preseason? So that first part will depend. Like, obviously, they already pushed school um, to the IR so that they could uh, make some moves. But at some point, I'm assuming they'll do the same thing with Wilson and Moore, and they won't count towards the 53. Um, Makes you wonder why they're, like, waiting so long to do it, right? It does, because the longer you wait, the closer they there to being – Good. I mean, I I would assume with Wilson's injury, I mean, he shouldn't be available till like November, theoretically. Um, so why would you not put him on there now to avoid other teams from trying to sign him? You know, like what happened with uh, um, DJ Reed, right? right. Yeah. And the team picking up a guy who's injured but going to be available during the season. As far as more, I, I don't know because I don't know what the, his prognosis is for when he's supposed to return or if he's supposed to return this season. Yeah, good answer. I agree with all of what you said. Uh, if Trey starts, what happens to Jimmy if he wins the Super Bowl after Trey injury, after a Trey injury, a la Foles and Wentz? So Trey gets to start week one. There's an injury, and Jimmy comes in and rides us all the way to the Super Bowl and wins. Uh, what happens then? Um, what happens well, to Jimmy? I can tell you right now, there's going to be a whole set of fans who are going to be all like, oh, and media who are going to be all over Trey being injury prone at that point in time. Um, <laughs> that opens up a whole different can of worms, but I still think regardless of what, how this season ends, Jimmy will get uh, released or traded. If he wins a Super Bowl, obviously the team probably going to be more apt to trade for him. Uh, if not, 
it may just be a straight up release, but that's okay. Cause it's like one and a half million dead money for us. It's not a big deal. Um, but I don't see us put, I don't see us getting ourselves into a situation where we try to hang on to Jimmy because of Trey. Um, again, I think next this coming off season after this season's over, um, they'll be addressing the same thing they addressed this season or what Lynch said. They were looking for a backup quarterback. That's what they're going to have to do this off season again. And whether that's finally firmly believing in Rosen or Sudfeld, or going and finding someone else, but they're right. going to be on a mission to do that once they release or trade Jimmy. I like it. I like it. Yeah. If, if Jimmy does that, all it does is, in, is it increases his trade value um, because you have to remember that the question says that Trey starts, which alludes to the fact that Trey is ready. Right. And if Trey is ready, the team is going to stick with him uh, once he's healthy enough to resume. Oh, let me turn my volume back down. Once he's healthy enough to resume his starting position. Sorry if that was loud for you guys that time. Sorry. No, it was fine Not for me anyway. All right. Uh, let's see here. Okay. 2019 D line versus. 2021 D-line, who do you think wins and hopefully no injuries and no COVID will affect us? All right, so we got we to do a little revisionist history here and then a little projection. Right, so you had Bosa, Buckner, Armstead, and Ford, or DJ Jones and, and Armstead, depending on which lineup you're looking at. And basically the only thing that's different this year will be Kinlaw over Buckner, if everybody's healthy. So you'd have to just you know, figure out how you believe now. And I loved Buckner when he played at Oregon and I loved him when he was on this team. Um, but Kinlaw is just a different monster. Um, so, but you know, there's something to be said about that experience that Buckner has too. So um, it's a, that's a real tough question. Um, I, I'm going to fall the 21 season. I'm going to, I'm going to have high hopes for this season. That's what I'm going to Yeah. Do. I'm going to go with the 21 season just because I, I think that we have more depth at key positions along the defensive line this year. Um, and so, you know, we kind of saw what happened when Ford wasn't in the lineup during that 19 season, those games that he missed. Um, but I think that this team is a little more equipped to handle his, in particular, his injuries, you know? Right. So I, I, I like the question. It's a very good question. Um, yeah. that, that's going to be, I'm going to stick with this. This is be good about. for barbershop talk. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, let's keep it moving here. If you guys had a choice between either having a lifetime supply of what is beignets. that beignets or or, or cannolis, cannolis, uh, what would it be? I don't know what a beignet is. Is that, that I thought that was what you wash your ass with? <laughs> no, that's a beignet, beignet. That's a beignet. Right, beignets are like uh, uh, basically dough that gets fried in uh. I, I want to say it's cottonseed oil because it's from like the New Orleans area. It's specifically the type of oil, but they blow up and then you put them in with powdered sugar or you can put chocolate syrup on them or whatever. Um, we always get them when we go to Disney, uh, Disneyland. Um, and if I had my choice, I would take beignets over cannolis all day long. Interesting. Uh, well, consider I've never had beignet. I'm going to have to go with uh, cannolis. Yeah, they're like pillowy pockets of goodness <laughs> all right is breezy the grape nut connoisseur <laughs> did my last set of questions go through yes they did and well i'm assuming he's talking about the ones from melissa and all um i don't know 
anything about Breezy and Great Mets. I can't even remember how we got here. They had some, it, was, it was a serious. We had a long conversation about cereal on one of our episodes like six months ago, probably. Um, but did, did Breezy it was the same say, time that we had like the toilet paper slash paper towel conversations. Right. But did Breezy mention Grape Nuts by I, name or something? I don't, or? I don't know if he said Grape Nuts or if somebody just brought it up and then we started joking about it. Because so I, I remember I, people saying Grant Cohn was a Grape Nut. Yeah, I, did, I don't remember exactly how Grape Nuts played out in that conversation. You could leave Grape Nuts in a bowl of milk for like nine weeks and it would still be like gravel. Right. Oh, my God. Jeez. I've never had it, so I don't know. Um, does this D-line – we kind of answered this one, Kevin. I wanted to show it because you did ask the question. Uh, but I wanted to show it up there. We kind of answered that one uh, earlier. Uh, does this D-line this year have the potential to be better than the, our D-line in 2019? I think we both agree it has the potential. We have to yeah. see how it goes. I think uh, considering, be, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, what were you going to say? I think it's going to really depend on uh, how hungry Bosa comes back. I mean, because he was, you know, brand new. He wanted to go out and make a name for himself. And, you know, he's always got to compete with his brother in the league as far as the Bosa name. And right. so I think that uh, having that, that injury last year, he's got, he feels like he's, I think he's got, he might feel like he has something to prove um, just to come back from the injury and show that that was a fluke and not something. Cause I mean, we've already had talks that, you know, he's been injured throughout his career, whether it was a core injury or whatever through college and high school. Um, so I think that he, he's going to feel like that. I think he's going to try and get that either that comeback player of the year or the defensive player of the year. I think that's what his goals are this year. Absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, this question says, considering his temperament, could Nick be Pikachu if we're talking Pokemon starters? I think this is a little homage to uh, Squirtle and Bulbasaur. Right. So uh, I don't know because Pikachu is pretty friendly. And, and considering Nick's temperament, I mean, he's got the. I think he, that's probably pretty good because he is pretty friendly, but he can use electric. You know, he gets electric, too. When you guys have your arguments, man, it can be. Uh, can get yeah. Crazy. So I mean that's I mean out I've of never the, seen Pikachu pissed off before. When he well when he gets utilized in the tournament whatever it is the tournaments or the fights or whatever it is, and he's electricity right I think that's his special power. All right, cool, sounds good to me. <laughs> I don't know, just throwing shit out there, seeing what sticks. All right, Frank um, Gore can help mentor the running backs we draft. Should Frank Gore get a ring if we win the Super Bowl? Well, only if he's part of this team should he get a ring. And as far as mentoring, if I'm him and I'm trying to get signed somewhere, I'm not worried about mentoring another team that I'm not a part of. So it depends on if he's on this roster or not. Absolutely. Uh, here we go. Let me see here. We're at 26 minutes. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, if Trey is almost ready. Oh, nope. That's not it. Uh, oh, God. This is rough. There's a lot of stuff going on here. Eight, nine. Okay. What? I don't know. What neighborhood were you in? I'm assuming this is about the uh, earthquakes. I was in Hamilton, New Jersey when that happened. All right. Mike and Brian, with the free agents remaining, who is one player you guys want the Niners to sign? I think I think it's the pass rusher. Oh, yeah, uh, Mel Melvin Justin, Ingram. Justin Houston or Melvin, Ingram. Melvin Ingram, yeah. Uh, but that's if we could somehow manage to afford them. I don't know that we need it, though. I mean, right? I, I'd be almost more concerned about Aziz's position. I think the will spot 
could always be could be upgraded in the current. Not that I'm taking anything away from Aziz. I think he's done a wonderful job since he's had that spot. But right, if you're going to upgrade the linebackers, I think that's that's a good place to do it. Is one punch a person? You, Mike, one punch or Goku? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what one punch is. I know who, you don't know who Goku. You don't know who Goku is. Mm-mm. Is it a Street Fighter thing? No. It's the oh. Dragon Ball Z thing. I'm a oh, little. I definitely don't know that. <laughs> I am a little disappointed right now. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm judging you, bro. I'm Why? judging you because you don't know who go like you. I'm not even like an. You gotta remember, man. I'm, I'm ten years older than you are. Like that, that's that, true. That is true. I have to remember that. Not in my window of childhood. <laughs> All right, I'll give you a pat. But I don't know who One Punch is, so uh, I'm gonna say Goku. I guess that's not a question. Uh, come on, a minute and a half. Minute and a half. Here we go. Boom. Uh, do you think Kyle Shanahan will change from condensed practices to three-hour practices with more breaks? That's an interesting question because everyone's been asking him uh, what changes he's going to do to try to avoid some of these injuries and all, and he's basically saying none. He's right. saying that you guys don't know how intricate and how hard we study and plan for these practices, or we're going to continue doing what we're doing. Uh, he made that very clear. Like, I don't plan on changing my practice schedule or regime because of a couple of freak injuries. So he said, now if a guy like broke his neck or something, he said he, he did admit that would be hard to continue practice after, but he goes, other than that, like, no, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. So, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to change either. All right. 30 seconds. Do you guys think we should sign cornerback uh, Steve Nelson? I don't have a lot of faith in Mosley being consistent all year long. I don't have a lot of faith in Mosley being consistent all year long either, Ted. However, we do have two brand new rookie cornerbacks. So, no, I don't need to go sign anybody else. I agree. I agree. I won't touch on it. Let's see if we can get one more in here. I don't think we can. Oh, 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 oh boom. Best 80s cereal. Ever have Just Right, Crackling, Oat Brand, or Nut and Honey? I remember the Nut and Honey commercials. What you eating, Nut and Honey? I remember those commercials. Um, but I don't know what an 80s cereal is. This is crazy. Probably like honeycombs, maybe. Is that from the 80s? Well, it was you know, it was big when I was a kid, so yeah. <laughs> oh. 70s, 80s. I was born in 76, so by the time I was making my own decisions at the store crying for cereal, I'm sure that was it. Or uh, um, I feel terrible not having a good like Lucky here. Charms or Frosted, Frosted Flakes, but Frosted Flakes is way older than that. Right. I mean, but that, that counts as an 80 cereal, right? I mean, it's still around. Yeah, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Captain Crunch. I'm gonna assume Captain Crunch was out. Yeah, uh, oh, crunch berries. I, I remember we always got the bootleg version. There was this thing called <laughs> vitamin out here, and I hated that. So that's gonna do it. We're gonna get up out of here. Thank you guys for your questions, and we will see you all tomorrow twice. Mahalo.